Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome in, 9 o'clock. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. We're not going to waste any time here. Ryan Harris, member of the Broncos Super Bowl 50 team, joins us. Ryan, good morning. I understand you double booked. That's okay. You have more pressing, more important things to do, golfing with Brock Osweiler. So I do not want to keep you off the course for a single second. So I appreciate the precious time you're giving us today, sir. Brother, always good to join you. And uh, you got to golf when you get to Arizona. And uh, even though the Super Bowl is here, it's good to have some fun. Absolutely. Yeah, and get to get to spend some time with one of your teammates and one of your teammates going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, DeMarcus Ware. You have to be thrilled for DeMarcus to get that chance to go into the hall. So deserving and just got the text to, the chance to text him yesterday back and forth and just told him, "Hey, good luck. No no question in my mind." And it's really nerve-wracking for those guys. It's kind of, you know, it's interesting you see these incredibly confident players their whole career and it's like they're as nervous as the kid getting their MCAT score you know when it comes to getting in the Hall of Fame but much deserved and um, you know of a, of a team of 53 that went one Super Bowl 50 um, nobody has more character more leadership more kindness than DeMarcus Ware and had such a big impact on Von Miller I think not just shaping his game but also with Von and he's acknowledged this helping him become a better professional yeah, one hundred percent. And even you know, like one story for me, we were playing the Steelers and at the end of practice before we played them, he goes, Hey, you're going against James Harrison, right? I'm like, Yeah. Because when he throws in that rip move, pins to your your elbow to your side and so first third down, here comes the legendary, you know, Harrison rip move and I pinched his elbow and he goes, Oh God So, um, you know, he just helped me as a tackle when he didn't have to help us win. And that was just the spirit, and that, that was a big reason of why we won. Our leaders were so kind and, and involved in help making sure everybody could succeed. Ryan Harris joining us today from Arizona on the team. Your reaction to the hiring of Sean Payton? Love it. I mean, it's the best possible candidate you could have gotten in terms of production and what they've shown, uh, in terms of winning a Super Bowl, four, four straight division titles at one point. I think it was 2017 to 2021, so um, it really incredible, really incredible run that Sean Payton has had, and he's been away from the game, so hopefully it works works quickly, and uh, and the Broncos got a ton of talent that'll benefit greatly from having somebody just even set the new standard of, of what excellence looks like. What's your take on when, when he was asked about Russ and having Jay Keeps, his quarterback coach, his personal quarterback coach, and kind of the, the, the Team 3 entourage, and and the reaction that Sean Payton had to about them being in the building. It was fair. I mean, because if everybody brings three people into the building, I mean, that's another 150 people, right, that are going to be milling around. So if one person can do it and other people can't, that's unfairness. And to be a great team, everybody has to feel like the rules are the same for everybody. Ryan Harris joining us today from Arizona on the Team Sports Network. And what, it seems like now, Ryan, there's there's an adult in the room. Not that not that Vic wasn't that guy, but he just he's one of those guys that I think is more. He's a coordinator, is not a head coach. Vance Joseph seemed out of you know out of his depth. Same with Nathaniel Hackett. You have a guy that's been there, done that, has a a big skin on the wall with a Super Bowl win in two thousand nine. It just seems like there's a level of competence 
at the head coaching position where now you can't blame that as a reason that this team doesn't succeed or Russ doesn't succeed as the quarterback because you got a head coach that, that has a championship on his mantle. Well, and it's dealt with players for almost 20 years in the NFL, right? So has an experience of being the boss around 53 alpha males. And listen, you know, Jim, a lot of us think we want things and want to be in control. And, and then when it happens, you're like, oh, man, I really wish that somebody else had this job or was responsible for making decisions. And Sean Payton's coming in saying, hey, I am the one making decisions. And if you don't like it, you can stay or you can leave. And, and that kind of a mentality, that kind of just, you know, it takes so much away from the players to worry about that they're thrilled about it. Zach Strafe's going to be the offensive line coach. He played for the Saints, uh, was their play-by-play guy for a while before he left the booth and uh, took over as the assistant offensive line coach. Your, your thoughts about him taking over this position, a crucial position for the Broncos moving forward? Oh, it's great. I mean, it's crazy, Jim. I think it was two years ago, only nine offensive line coaches that actually played the position in the NFL. And could you imagine having a quarterback's coach that never played quarterback? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what happens because uh, a lot of guys just don't think that the offensive line matters. So not only you got a guy that's played, you got a guy that's won, and then you got a guy who knows how to teach. So um, it's it's markedly different in the rooms of coaches that have played the position than ones who went to a couple of seminars and, and have no idea what they're talking about. So just one of the one of the many moves that I think Coach Payton's made already that'll bring some stability and confidence and trust to the players. And look, there was issues with Butch Berry that uh, there's the report that he left notes for players in, all, in their lockers that uh, the, the, the communication just wasn't there, that the guys thought he didn't know what he was talking about half the time, that there certainly seemed to be a byproduct of the dysfunction of Nathaniel Hackett, unfortunately seemed like that was also part of his coaching staff as well. Oh, 100%. And listen, unfortunately, some coaches are cowards, and not being able to talk to a man face-to-face, tell him what your opinion is, and stand behind it is indicative of many other issues that you have as a person and the staff's going to have as a coaching staff. So, I mean, there's no excuse for not being honest. And, you know, Mike Tomlin at the Steelers, he always says, hey, I believe in brutal honesty. You want to know why you're not playing? Come see me. And when you don't have that honesty from coaches, players are just left to interpret the the mood and the, the, the hellos from coaches. And that's not what you need to be doing, preparing to win. And no question it affected how they played this year and lack of performance. And a good friend of ours uh, from here in the Valley, uh, Ben Steele, took over as a line coach. And look, that line started to play a little bit better under Ben. And, man, I hope Ben finds a gig, hopefully stays in Denver somehow. But uh, but a super good guy, and I'm hoping Ben Steele uh, finds a job uh, somewhere soon. We're talking with Ryan Harris. Ryan, I know you got to go here. Wrap it up with your thoughts about Sunday's game because you have the team with the best, uh, really kind of, the, the, from a metric standpoint, one of the best pass rushes against an offensive line in Kansas City that's done maybe one of the best jobs in terms of defend or protecting their quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. It's going to come down to, like it usually does, uh, whether, you know, whether you can get to Mahomes or whether you can protect your quarterback, it's going to be a big part of what happens Sunday. Yeah, the big matchup for me is Hassan Riddick versus Orlando Brown Jr., the left tackle of the Chiefs. Brown Jr. is a big guy but struggles against speed, and Hassan Reddick has had a sack in, in each of the playoff games for the Eagles. Not to mention Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. It's going to be tough, Jim. I mean, the, the Eagles have two, had in each of their playoff wins, had two touchdown scoring drives of 14 plays or more, and one of them went for eight minutes in the third quarter. 
I mean, this team is willing to beat you down slowly, and that's something that demoralizes defenses. You got Patrick Mahomes, now two-time MVP, but, man, I just think it's the Eagles 35-32. All right, very good. So what's uh, what's the Ryan Harris role on Sunday? What are you doing on Sunday? Just watching, working? What's what's going on for you? I'll be on the pre-, post-, and halftime show for Westwood One, so if you're in your car, turn us on and uh, – and I'll be enjoying um, some of the festivities here with teammates uh, to, to celebrate their successes. So, well, to, to tune into uh, Westwood One for the game. Well, you will ha- you will be on our airwaves this Sunday, starting at oh. noon, Ryan. Well, you'll have you'll be right yeah. here on the team, man. I I always appreciate it. Uh, have fun with uh, with Brock golfing today, uh, today, and and thanks for coming on for a few minutes. I appreciate the time, man. Love talking to you, my friend. Talk to you soon, Jim. Right, take care. Peace. All right, Ryan Harris joining us from Phoenix today. He'll be on uh, the pregame for Westwood One. So that'll start at noon on Sunday. And getting some golf in. And getting some golf in with Brock Osweiler, who, of course, lives down in, in Tempe. I always enjoy talking with him. Oh, yeah. Mastery of Mindset is the book that he wrote. And it's uh, that Ryan wrote. You can go to Ryan's website and get that. It's He graciously gave me a copy here a few years ago and just a really really wonderful book and so if you get a chance to to check that out please do all right jim along with cake today from the bozarth miller chevrolet buick studios the most trusted name in automobiles we'll have our picks for uh, sunday's big game coming up in a little bit Uh, we asked the question yesterday and ask it again today if you're a broncos fan are you going to root for the chiefs can you bring yourself to do that and i get it because i like mahomes I like Andy Reid. I like Travis Kelsey. I like the game of Isaiah Pacheco, who wish the Broncos would have taken a longer look at Isaiah Pacheco, the running back out of Rutgers. I, I think the I think the Jared McKinnon story, the guy that's been around the league a little bit, has been cool that he's been such a valuable weapon on third down for them. Jones is an absolute beast. I, I respect the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't mean that I'm going to root for them or want them to win. I am not a... Maybe there's a time I might have felt that way where, well, it's the AFC West. And you, know, and like, you, you can say this, you know, the, 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 the Super Bowl champion came from the AFC West. And you lost twice to the Chiefs, but you lost to the Super Bowl champion. I don't know if that really does much for you at the end of the day. Right? Does it as a Broncos fan? Does it really do that much for you? Hard to say. Ryan Harris is going, he thinks the Eagles are going to win. Thinks that pass rush is going to be too much for the Chiefs offensive line to deal with. Dexter, call us today, 970-242-1340. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. Who do we have here? It's Paul checking in this morning. All right, Paul. Paul, you got some more prop bets today, Paul? Of course, but hell no, I'm not. Voting for the Chiefs. I don't want the Chiefs to win. I love what Sean Payton said. I do too. We are in total agreement on that one. So, give me. Like I said, you had some prop bets earlier this week, and they were great. Do you have any more for us today? I do. Um, here's some ridiculous prop bets. Are you ready? Go for it. Okay, you've got a bet on this. Rihanna shows cleavage at the halftime show. Wow. Um, I'm not kidding. 
I'll, I'll let I'll let you go with that cake first. <laughs> oh no, I am not. I'm not. I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. I'm, I'm sure. Yes, she does. I'll go. I'll go with it as well because who doesn't want to see cleavage? <laughs> oh, Paul. Okay, but I say yeah, I think there's probably a good chance of that that happening. What's what's up okay. next, Paul? <laughs> Will a player leave the game and not return because of a concussion? I would like to say no. I would hope no, but I'll, I'll say yes. I'll say that it probably happens. I would, you know, I'm 50 50. It's hard to say, but that's why they're prop bets, right? Exactly, because, yeah, we, we, we're not really sure. Okay, here's a, here's a real prop bet, believe it or not. If the Chiefs win, will Andy Reid be doused in barbecue sauce? <laughs> um, No, but that would be great if they did, though. I wish it would happen. Yeah, if he is, the the uh, odds are really good. <laughs> if, if he's not, you don't win much money. Right. Yeah, I, I don't see that probably happening. How many players will have a passing attempt? How many? Mm. Well, at least two, because you got two Wait, quarterbacks. We're going to have Jalen right? Hurts and so we're going to have a back pass, wide receiver over, pass. Yeah. I, um, the bet is over two and a half. Wow. I think they're going to run some gadget plays. Um, yeah, I'll 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 take the over. I'll say that at some point somebody's going to run a little little trickeration. Yeah, I'd agree with that. How many times will the chains come out on the field for an actual measurement? Ooh, uh, I'll go once. I'll say twice. Yeah, it's, it's over two is the best. Here's one for you. Okay. Will a kicker hit the crossbar or the upright? This is the most ridiculous bet, I think. <laughs> well, no, the Rihanna bet's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's that one. That one's just gross. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just <laughs> not gross. What well, are you not, talking not, about? Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, gross is in I mean, like ungentlemanly or very, what, yes, what that's, however you want to yeah, put that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, I'll say, I'll say yes. I'll say, I'll say it happens twice. Hmm. Well, no, it's the bet is over if it happens at all. Oh, if it happens at all, I'm sorry. I thought there was an. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I'll, I'll say yeah. It'll happen. Kicker hit the cross yeah, or the upright. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen. I kind of want it to okay. happen now. Yeah, I'll say it'll happen. Why not? Who will the MVP thank first? Teammate, coach, family, God. Or doesn't thank anyone, or the owner. Uh, I'll go with God. Uh, it seems to be say, it seems to be a staple. Yeah, I'll I'll go with God. I think I think it'll depend on who's ultimately ultimately wins your MVP. But yeah, I I think it's uh, yeah, I think the Almighty would probably be be first on the list. All right, you guys want to hear my prop bets? All right, let's hear it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I got Travis Kelsey over six and a half catches. Yeah, I like that. Plus, plus an anytime TD. Okay, that's those are all good. I, I like I that. Got, I got Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco over forty-eight and a half yards. I got AJ Brown over four and a half catches. I got Jalen Hurts under two hundred and forty yards passing. I got Mahomes over one and a half TDs passing, and I got the Eagles winning, giving one and a half. Solid work. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, I like I like the Hertz one. 
I think yeah, I think he throws for for under two fifty. He said what two forty three is what you said. Um, two forty and a half. Two forty and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I could see that happening. Let me tell you what I don't want to see this weekend. I don't want to see Rex Ryan's blinding fluorescent white teeth. <laughs> they, they are very unnatural looking, aren't they? They were. And as a kid from San Diego, I want to say finally congratulations to Don Coriel finally getting into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Architect yeah. of the modern passing game, he and Sid Gilman. Um, I just I think it was well overdue. I, I totally agree, and I, I mentioned that I think to start out the show this morning when I was going through who who's going into the Hall of Fame. That yeah, I mean Don just took what you know what Sid Gilman did and just you know, expanded it. I mean the, the talent was obviously there with Fouts and Jefferson and Winslow and Joyner and you know Little Train James was a fun little piece in their backfield. I mean, just Chuck Muncie. Chuck Muncie. I mean, yeah, they're just West Chandler. Oh, West Chandler was was sensational. I mean, they had so many, so much talent, and I, I believe that Ray Coca here in town, that uh, former state wrestling champion, who used to work for the Daily Sentinel, that I believe Don is related to him somehow, or somebody in his family that Don Coriel is related to Ray. So. A little bit of a local connection there with the late uh, Don Coriel, who uh, was just yeah, I, obviously not a not a Charger fan, Paul, but uh, loved it when Fouts got knocked in his butt when the Lumberjack got knocked in his butt all the time. But um, but I uh, I respected what Don Coriel did. He was a, a had a tremendous offensive mind. He did. He was just a great coach. He is actually, if you think about it. It's Coriel that um, accelerated to what the tight end is today. Oh, absolutely. With, with Kellen Winslow, et cetera. So let me tell you, this weekend, which was one of the more fun weekends of the year for me anyway, uh, country music at the warehouse tonight, golf foursome tomorrow, Super Bowl skiing on Sunday, Super Bowl party Sunday night. Sunday is the best day to ski of the year. Nobody's there. Oh, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Go get some turns in and then come home and watch the game, right? Well, and get fat and happy. <laughs> that, that's true. Hey, Paul, enjoy the weekend. I appreciate the prop bets uh, you brought to us this no week. No worries. I look forward to it next year. All right. <laughs> take. I, I'm looking forward to becoming an annual thing. Thank you, Paul. Of course. Adios, guys. Have a great weekend. Adios, Paul. All right. And just so we're perfectly clear. The Rihanna, will there be cleavage bet? When I say gross, I'm not saying Rihanna's gross. I'm saying that they that, came up with that idea. That, that whoever came up with that is, what are you doing, pal? What are you doing? I just think typically when some, when you have a performer, female performer, there's super generally Bowl, speaking, there's probably that's she's probably going to be wearing a garment. That it, that exposes that area. I think it's just probably kind of a see Janet Jackson. Kind of a yeah. Well, or don't see. Well, I think they they're. Not I think they're good. Well, they're going to make sure that that uh, the, the Timberlake uh, Janet Jackson situation uh, does not happen again. And for God's sakes, can we not have another Adam Levine Maroon Five try to take his shirt off mess? What the hell was that? Yeah. I don't know.
Like that show was I, already pretty terrible, and then he tried to like reignite the crowd with his dad bod covered in tattoos. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Adam Levine? What are you I, doing? I've, I've, I've developed the, the 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 take on halftime performers that I have on sideline reporters. Kind of pointless and unnecessary because you're never going to get their best. No, because it's too it's too much of a confined time that you have to perform. Now, like for somebody like Rihanna or you know somebody that's more of a pop performer, Bruno Mars, Shakira, Shakira J-Lo. it's probably going to work out. And it's probably okay because you can do a montage of stuff. And but if it's like a Tom Petty or Rolling Stones or Bruce Springsteen the or U two or the Who, it's tough to get the full sense of their music. Not say their music's better and more important or or whatever but when it's it's pop songs you th- th- things tend to get mashed up more it's it tends to be more of a a quick kind of you can make the quick transition from one song to another and it's not it doesn't sound bad where you're doing a medley of a, of a tom petty or a bruce or whoever it just seems like they're hurrying up and playing they're hurrying up and playing come on let's go we got it we, we only got get- 25, 30 minutes here. We got to go. Seven minute song. We got to make two and a half. Let's go. We got to go. Now, when it comes to Rihanna, there's a, not a conspiracy so much, but a a bit of speculation. So she did a song for the new Black Panther movie, Wakanda Forever. Really good song. Really tear jerking song. And Oscar season, Oscar voting starts pretty soon. If it, if not already. So there's speculation that she's going to try to perform that song as a way to kind of persuade Oscar voters to give oh. her the uh, Oscar for song of the uh, like best song. So we'll see if if she opens with that, if she closes, if it's somewhere in the middle, because she's got you know years of discography to work with. So yeah, I, I just think for a pop performer. Halftime's a, a a medium that's a lot, or or a, a, I should say, an outlet, a venue that lends itself better to that, right? Than trying than than a rock performer trying to you know guys that have five you know four or five minute songs, and you're just trying to rip through as many as you possibly can as quick as you can, and then there have been times like like I I love the Who, they shouldn't have been, they shouldn't have played the, the halftime because they just. Weren't wasn't that, the same. weren't that great. Sorry, Bill. And I, and I'm a diehard fan of of the Who, and it just was like, eh, this is maybe not the not the wasn't the best choice. All right, nine twenty three. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll have our uh, picks for the big game Sunday and some uh, prop bets of our own that we're going to yes. do with uh, yourself and uh, Buckeye and Petey and myself. So we'll have that coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. It's a good show. By the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader, the team. Welcome back, 926. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet VX Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. All right. It's final, 
Friday of picks with the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Once again, noon, right here on the team with our, our good friend Ryan Harris, former Bronco, will be uh, involved in the coverage from State Farm Stadium as the Chiefs take on the Eagles with us right now. His eminence, the Pope. Good morning, Petey. How are you? How's it going, fellas? It is a pre-Super Bowl Friday, and yes, wings for everyone on Monday morning. Yay, wings! Love like it. that, love it. Perfect. Now we got to make sure, Cake, you get some wings. Thank you. Because it's my understanding that there have been times you've been left on the outside looking in on this. There, I think there was only one other time, but uh, Petey, okay, well. I'm... I am so looking forward to it. It is it's gonna be great. It is an incredibly kind gesture on your part, sir. Very kind. Hey man, I'm part of the team, dude. You I'm are just, part I'm of the just team. A, you know. I'm part of the team, dog. This is you know, our little barber shop, our little family, our little radio family there we have is. here. So That's right. That's right. I appreciate it, man. I really, really do. All right. Yeah. So uh let's uh, give a quick recap of where we are. So where we're at because Jim went 2-0 and in the conference championship picks and Rio went 0-2, that set up a glorious tie. Going to be a wow, showdown nice. at the top of first place. Now, Petey, you are six games back, and I am seven games back. So to make Okay, it, you and I are in it. To make it fair. To be have, fair. To be fair. We have a total of eight picks that we're doing. So okay. if the Herculean effort on my part, if I get all eight right and everyone else gets all eight wrong, which I doubt, you know, <laughs> things could change. So we have uh, some prop picks, and then, of course, we are going to pick the winner at the end. So you got a chance here, the way he, this guy's put this together, that you could maybe end up winning this thing. It's very slim. Right. It is very, nah, very slim. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I embrace competition, channeling the my new spirit animal, Sean Payton. I'm ch- <laughs> that I I, you know what? I welcome and I relish the competition, even though I I like it to be just a mono a mono, one game settles it all kind of thing. But that's okay, that's okay. And if we were just doing one mono a mono, it it would work for you and Buckeye because you're tied for first. Right. See, well that's right, well right. Duh, well that's yeah. Exactly. That's, that's where the competition lies. So, first we have to celebrate me. Conan, what is best in life? <laughs> Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and they hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. That's about as arrogant and cocky as I get right there. Mr. 2-0, look at him, y'all. I know, I was feeling good. I was feeling fat and sassy last weekend. Going, yeah, a <laughs> weekend before last. You know, like, yeah, look at me. Let's do it. Why didn't I put money on both yeah. these games? Oh, well, anyway. Oh, well. Anyway. All right. Oh, so are you ready to go? We're ready. Okay. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. All right. Starting things out. Will the national anthem be over? Or under one minute and fifty five oh seconds. Rio's taking the over. I am taking the over. I believe it is Chris Stapleton that's doing the anthem this year. Yeah, I- Alicia Keys has like the longest ones, like two thirty five or something, I believe. 
Well, of course, no one can compare to Aretha Franklin well, once she did well, a Thanksgiving. I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, that's, anyway, that's a Anyway, minute 50 long national anthem over under. Petey, what say you? I'm taking the over, my man. This is the Super Bowl. You know they're going to do the over, dog. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take the under. Ooh. Okay. You guys took the under, right? No, we all took the over. Oh. You're, you're lone wolfing it here. Oh. Okay, I'll stick with that. Yeah, that's what all I right. said. Okay, that's what I said. I'll stick with it. All right. Next, will the coin toss be heads or tails? Rio's taking tails. I'm taking heads. Petey? Taking heads, man. He said he took tails, right? He took tails. Buckeye. Ooh, I got heads. No, Buckeye. No, Buckeye. Buckeye took tails. Oh, I'll ta- Buckeye. I'll take oh, tails. Oh, my as- bad. I'll take tails as well. All right. Will the opening kickoff be a touchback or a return? Buckeye and myself are both going touchback. I agree with you. Touchback, Super Bowl, adrenaline will be high. Touchback. Touchback. Touchback it is. The first team to score will be Kansas City or Philadelphia. Rio's taking Philly for the first team to score. I am taking the Chiefs as the first team to score. I think the Chiefs will be a first team to score because they're, 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 they they usually do pretty good in the first first part of the game. So I'm going to go Chiefs. I'll take KC. All righty. Rio, and again, he's taking the Philadelphia Eagles for the first team to score. Will Rihanna's, Oh, boy. We got some competition going here, y'all. Will Rihanna's halftime show be over or under 14 minutes, 30 seconds? 14 and a half minutes. Rio and I are both taking the over on that one. I'm taking the under. I'm going to take the under on that one, man. Okay. I'll take the over. So 14 and a half minutes. Jim taking the over. Next, the point total. This one I just made up. I didn't get it from any sports book or anything. Just made it up. Point total over under 57 and a half points. Ooh, that's Rio's, a lot, man. That's a big number. Wow. Rio's taking the under. I am taking the over. Wow. I think this is going to be a shootout. No, this is not going to be a shootout, man, because Philly's defense is good, and they they have – do they lead the league in sacks? I believe so. I think they lead the league in sacks, so they're going to put some pressure on my man Mahomes, but uh, – so I'm going to take the 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 under, whatever that is. Fifty-seven and a half. So Rio or uh, yeah. yes, sir. Rio PD taking the under. I am taking the over. Jim, what about you? I'm taking the under on it. Okay. Yeah, Philadelphia. By the way, yes, they they lead the league in sacks. All right. Yeah. Will the MVP of Super Bowl Fifty Seven be a quarterback or non-quarterback? Rio and I both think it's going to be a QB. Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. Patty Mahomes. Why, no Chad Henney? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Petey, what say you? The way, the way that these both of these teams are, are, are structured, everything runs through the quarterback. Yeah. So, with Hurts and with Mahomes, it's got to be an MVP coming out of, the, out, of, out of one of those quarterbacks. It's going to be the quarterback. All right. And last. Certainly not least, who will be the winner 
of Super Bowl 57. Will it be Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs or Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles? Rio, the Buckeye boy, is taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Cake is taking the Eagles. Petey, who are you taking? The Eagles are actually a stronger team. They they have been playing stronger throughout the entire season with consistency. And with the AFC Championship game, I think KC kind of got outplayed a little bit by the Bengals, and they ended up with the with the personal foul and ended up getting a, getting a gift. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. After that long explanation, I'm going with the Eagles. All righty. It all comes down to this. It all comes down to this decision, doesn't it? It, it really does. does. It really does. Yeah. Rubber meets road. Backs against the wall. There is no tomorrow. Nope. Hmm. What direction will I go? After everything I've been saying today, right, about it, it's a Broncos fan, how can I possibly, possibly root for the Kansas no. City Chiefs, right? How no. Can, how can I possibly no, Jim, do that, right? I would disown you. How can I, how can I do you, that? Jim. How can I possibly do that? Being a Broncos fan. I know there's Broncos fans like our colleague Tom Sheldon that, that's going to root for, for Kansas City because they're in the AFC West. Okay. But come on. You know on, there's man. you know there's just no way. No. I was gonna play the Fly Eagles Fly song here and it doesn't want to play for me. Oh. It blew my whole bit. <laughs> stupid computer. Come it's on. Stupid. Stupid computer. Technical difficulty. Ah, fly Eagles fly, I'm going with the Eagles. Alrighty. There's no way there's no way I'm gonna root for the Chiefs in this one. Now I did say though, if I was trying to win, doesn't mean I would want uh, that I that I would root for Kansas City. Because if I needed to win, I'd have to pick them. Like mm-hmm. last, like last, last week, I picked Kansas City, but not not this week. No, going to channel Sean Payton, my my new spirit animal. No way, no, no way, no how. Hell no, not going to happen. All righty, Sunday noon, our right pregame begins. Team. Kansas City, Philadelphia should be a good one. It should. All right, Petey. Always, always a pleasure, sir. All right, guys, I'm going to be over at my friends with some Spanish menudo and my wings and going to have some first-time Super Bowl since post-COVID. It's going to be a great day. All right. Enjoy the day, sir. Enjoy the day, my friend. All righty. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you later. All right. Take care, Petey. All right. There he is. Disappears in a puff of smoke. His eminence, the Pope. All right, 937, and it's time for... That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, a couple to get to today on this day, February 10th, 1908. Tommy Burns knocks out Jack Palmer in the fourth round to defend his world heavyweight title in London. 1949, Joe Folks of Philadelphia scores 63 points in a 108 87 win over Indianapolis to set an NBA scoring record that would last for nearly a decade. 1952, the Baltimore Bullets play a 48-minute game without making a single substitution. They beat Fort Wayne 82-77. That sounds like some city rec basketball teams I've played on. Right. Wait, we don't have anybody? We have to play the whole game? Eh, just stay out there. You're fine. 1968, Peggy Fleming wins the Women's Olympic figure skating gold medal at Grenoble, France. Peggy Fleming from Colorado. 1969, LSU's Pete Maravich scores 66 points and a 110-94 loss to Tulane. 
1989, Casey Jones of the Boston Celtics and Lenny Wilkins of the Cleveland Cavaliers are elected to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Also elected is William Pop Gates, who played during the game's barnstorming years in the 30s and 40s. One final one, 1991, Charles Barkley of the 76ers, playing with a stress fracture in his left foot, becomes the NBA All-Star MVP with 17 points and 22 rebounds after leading the East to a 116-114 victory. And that's this day in sports history. Cake is going to wrap it up today. I have to get on out of here. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Once again, noon here on the team. And don't forget today we'll have Maverick Basketball at the Colorado School of Mines. Ethan Jordan with the call. Joe V. Hiller at the studios. Pre-game at 5.15. Women tip it at 5.30. Men at 7.30. We'll take a break and Cake will wrap up the show. Coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. I want a girl with the mind. Welcome back to the Jim Davis Show. Last 15 minutes of the program, it's cake in the driver's seat as Jim embarks on an adventure. A new adventure, getting stuff done today on this Friday, the 10th of February, 2023. Let's dive in real quick to the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team text line, 970-242-1340. Well, maybe. (laughs) If it was still logged in on the computer. Oops. That's an EME. Oh, here we go. Yay, it works. Here we go. We got one from Robert today. I'm sorry, from Steve today. Steve wanted to know if we can ask Ryan how he ended up on MTV's True Life when he was in high school. Well, unfortunately, we cannot ask him that because that interview already happened. I will say this, though. We hopefully will have Ryan Harris's interview up on our website, theteam1340.com. We'll have today's podcast up, today's episodes on theteam1340.com. Yeah, a little bit later today. Text from Paul today. Don't you think I should be on this call as well? <laughs> Come on, baseball Paul. Sorry, Paul. Got a couple others. RJ and Delta mentioning the uh, coach. Congratulations to Coach Brian Dable. Coach of the year, receiving it from Coach Prime, who was doing some recruiting. We had the clip earlier in Four Down Territory for that. I love the Coach Prime is doing the dirty work. Even when he's just doing NFL honors, interviews. He's still recruiting. He's still putting in the work. Texter writes in, diehard Raiders fans, so go Eagles. Which is kind of funny because Eagles-Raiders was a Super Bowl matchup back in the 80s. And I guess you were probably rooting for your Raiders back then. Dylan today, not rooting for the Chiefs. One bit. Can never root or cheer for a division rival. Eagles win. Avs were terrible last night. Yeah, they were. Is it nerves? Is it just they went back to the place where they won the Stanley Cup and it was just too much for them? We'll see. We will see. Tonight on the Team Sports Network, we have Colorado Mesa Mavericks basketball. Ethan Jordan helping us out with the call as the Mavs head over to the front range for some games tonight against Colorado Mines and tomorrow against Metro State. We'll have coverage at 5.15 tonight and we'll have coverage about 3.15, I believe, uh, tomorrow. I could be wrong on that, though. Make sure you check the website, theteam1340.com, for a complete schedule. 
Ahead of the matchups between the Mavs and the Ore Diggers for tonight, we had the chance to talk with CMU Mavericks guard Blaze Threat. You become the 19th Maverick in the history of the program to reach 1,000 points in your career. Uh, you do it the same night that your coach, Mike DeGeorge, wins his 300th overall game as a basketball coach, got to win number 100 as a Maverick coach earlier this season. Take us through what that was like with UCCS and being able to to reach that record uh, so early on in your career. Yeah, I mean, um, it obviously meant a lot to me. Um, I wasn't able to reach it in high school, so it was definitely cool to reach it at the college level. And um, my whole family was in attendance, which was really cool because they don't get to make it out to many games. So, I mean, a couple games in advance, I kind of knew I was getting close, and I knew my family was going to come. So I was like, all right, I kind of I got to pick up the scoring pace a little bit. So I kind of was striving for it. And then for, my, for me to only be four points away and then to get it with my mom, my sister, my brother, everyone was in the building. So it, it meant a lot to me. And then also Coach George getting his 300 collegiate win, that's obviously big. So, I mean, it was a, it was a special night for both of us. Look, I did your game on Friday night with Regis. I thought you were going to get it that night because you had a career-high 30 points. You were, I was thinking, okay, he's going he's to do this tonight. Uh, and you you came up a little short. Uh, you came up four points shy of 1,000 on Friday night, took care of it on Saturday. But uh, what a remarkable weekend to, to set a career high with 30 on Friday night and then the 1,000-point mark on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it meant a lot. I mean, I wasn't really striving for it on Friday, but then I kind of caught a groove. I was like, oh, maybe I can. Maybe I can get it. And we were talking about it at halftime, and I was like, I don't know if I keep keeping shots. I mean, I probably could get it tonight, but I, was, I wasn't I was really trying to just focus on winning the game. It's the most important thing. Maverick Art Blaze 3 with us on uh, the Team Sports Network. And like you said, it didn't happen for you as a, a high school basketball player to get to 1,000 points. But uh, just uh, the, the, the journey that you've gone on, uh, and we've talked about it, and we've talked with Mike DeGeorge about it, of learning how to read defenses, taking on the responsibility of being the point guard of this team, getting just, just comfortable playing college basketball. I mean, it's been uh, it's been a, a, an interesting journey so far for you. There's still a lot of chapters for you to write as a Maverick basketball player moving forward, Blaze, but you just have to be, you have to be real proud of what you've been able to accomplish uh, at this stage of your career. Yeah, I mean, I put in a lot of, like you guys know, I've talked about it before, I put in a lot of extra work constantly on and off my body, eating the right things, trying to do the right things just to prepare myself to go out there and perform every night. And, I mean, it's good to finally see some of the results pay off, but, I mean, there's still a long way to go. we still got a lot of seasons ahead of us, so I just got to stay in the moment, stay focused, and really just have a one-game-at-a-time mentality like I've had all season and just go where it takes me. I know going into the weekend, you were the only player in the conference that was in the top five in scoring and top five in assists. Now, unfortunately, you fell back a little bit. You're sixth in assists. Just looked at the the stats uh, in the RMAC. But, I mean, the, the, the ability to score the basketball, you're among the, you know, the best scorers in the conference and with the best distributors. You have to take great pride in that, that you're getting it done in, in both areas offensively. Yeah, I mean, I don't really see myself as a as an elite elite scorer. I try to I try to make my game really well rounded. I mean, rebounding, assists, steals, points, everything's really important to me because as much as I can impact the stat sheet is just to help help us win and just doing everything is it's a lot. Me being more well rounded is a lot better than me just being a one dimensional player. So, just trying to impact the game every way I can and help my team win every night is the most important thing for me. Maverick guard Blaze three with us today on the Team Sports Network. Have you heard? from any of the other members of the 1,000-point Maverick Club that said, hey, 
Young man, welcome to the club. Congratulations. No, I mean, I've, I've talked to Trevor's dad a little bit about it, but, I mean, obviously he got 2,000-plus in three seasons, so I have a long way to go to get to there. But, I mean, it was cool to hear from him. But other than that, it's just him, really. Yeah, when you're talking about John Baskin, you're talking about the man, right? You're talking about the guy that's the all-time <laughs> leading scorer in, in Maverick basketball history, you know, a couple of thousand-point seasons in his career. Yeah, when you're when you're talking about that guy, you're talking about the the big guy, the boss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he does. He has the he has the record, and it's, I don't think it's just scoring. I think he has multiple records. I, I mean, Trevor showed me he's not just a one a one dimensional player too. He has a he has a scoring average record, a scoring a point scored record. Uh, just he has every record, so it's hard to chase that. But I mean, I'm I'm, I'm on my own route, I guess. <laughs> exactly, You've, you're carving your own path. Uh, in the Maverick record books. Blaze 3 with the CMU men's basketball team with us today on the Team Sports Network. Trevor's closing in on that. And how cool would that be if somehow it, it happens this year, you do it, Trevor does it, and that, that both of you guys are able to to make that happen in the same season? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's really monumental for Trevor. Obviously, his dad, dad doing it, and Trevor, he wants to be the 20th person to do it, and he's obviously on track. So, I mean, it's not something he's striving for to – trying to do it in one night obviously you're not going to score a bunch of points in one night like that but i mean he's just trying to stay focused and give what take what they give him and eventually it'll obviously happen because he's not too far off but i mean that's gonna be a really cool moment for him and for his dad and just for his whole family to have two people in that club which is really cool blaze three to the maverick men's basketball team with us today on the team sports network uh, we've talked about it. you guys had your 10 game winning streak snapped at westminster you've started the new streak with the win against western colorado uh, the sweep of Regis and UCCS this past weekend, and and now it's it's time to take on the two teams that started your conference schedule uh, blaze off on a on a rocky note when you lost to Cover School of Mines, lost a, a tough one to Metro State. It's a uh, it's a revenge weekend, right? A little payback weekend as you head to the Front Range. I mean, yeah, obviously everyone knows that that was probably the worst part of our season thus far, losing those first two games at home on our floor and. Both these teams came in with a lot of energy, and I don't think we played our best ability. But, I mean, we've watched, watched a lot of film. We've seen a lot of new things incorporated in our offense and defense that we can definitely use this weekend. And we have some strategies we're going into this weekend that we're going to change. And, I mean, we're really excited to get that revenge because, I mean, it really hurt to lose those first two games at home. So, I mean, we want to get those two games on their floor and trying to even out the series. And I really think where, where you guys have made the biggest change, the biggest progress, is obviously what you're doing on the defensive end. You have the, the second-best scoring defense in the RMAC right now. You guys have been doing a tremendous job on that end of the floor. That was kind of the problem early on when you lost those those two uh, conference games to open up the schedule. Man, that's changed in a big way. I mean, you guys are still scoring, still a really good offensive basketball team, but that defense continues to be a, a, a huge factor for this team. Yeah, I mean, we've we got to give a lot of credit to some of the guys that really stepped up and played their role. I mean, Isaac Jessup, he had four steals the other night. He's been a, just a monster on the defensive end. Christopher Speller coming off the bench, giving us a huge boost. And everyone, obviously, Mack and Owen, everyone just giving us contributions off the bench and in their starting roles. And everyone's kind of figuring out their role definition, and that's really helping us defensively. So, I mean, the longer, the more we progress and the more we go into the season, everyone's going to kind of figure out their role. And we got to understand that it's a long season and we just got to get better one game at a time. That is Blaze Threat, Mavericks guard, most recent member into the 1,000 point club for the Mavericks 
as he and the Mavericks tonight taken on Colorado School of Mines, and we will have pregame starting at 5.15 tonight. Women will tip off at 5.30. The men will tip off around 7.30 tonight down in Golden. Ethan Jordan, thank you very much for uh, helping us with our coverage of Mavs and Ore Diggers tonight and tomorrow with the Metro State Roadrunners. That'll be about 3 o'clock pregame. I think 3.15 actually for that one. As Mavericks will take on the Roadrunners at Metro State tomorrow. And then, of course, Sunday we will have well, just a you know regular average football game. Nothing fancy. Chiefs-Eagles noon pregame with Westwood One and the Team Sports Network Sunday. And with that, the top of the dumpster real quick. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. Pile for garbage time today. I want to take you to Oklahoma. Some uh, preps sports action. Oklahoma High School Athletics. Weatherford defeated... Anadarko, 4-2 in a basketball game. Yes, you heard that correctly. In Oklahoma, 4A Athletics, Weatherford defeated Anadarko, the Warriors over the Eagles, 4-2. I'm sorry, the Eagles over the Warriors, 4-2, in a basketball game. One possession for the Warriors in the third quarter lasted seven minutes. One possession lasted seven minutes. So thus, this is probably the best argument for why high school basketball should have a shot clock. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Jim Davis Show. And again, thank you, Jim, for letting me do the last 20 minutes here as he takes care of some business. We will have Mavericks basketball tonight and tomorrow. And of course, Sunday, Super Bowl 57 coverage starts at noon for jim i'm cake have a great rest of your weekend enjoy the sports weekend we'll see you back on monday right here on the team sports network and online at the team 1340.com